I actually very clearly remember my first swimming lesson when I moved from one pool to another because mum was trying to circuit break or whatever. And the instructor said, all right, Cole, just show me where you're at, basically. She threw me in the pool and just said, show me what you can do. And so I swam as best as I could, which was like a really bad freestyle with my head in the water and my eyes closed because I hated opening my eyes. And of course, I just turned 90 degrees and crashed into the wall. And I remember when I brought my head up, having like done my honest best effort at swimming, that's what I was capable of. And the instructor was laughing at me <laughs> because she thought it was funny that I swam into the wall. And I remember being six or whatever I was and I was and the shame that I felt oh. and I remember as a six-year-old just being like fuck you Ew, I, like I actually brutal. think that moment broke me for water yeah oh that I, I didn't know that story that is horrible yeah and like that's the kind of story that happens to you in a kid that you don't tell your parents and you don't tell your friends and you don't tell anyone and the instructor forgets they've even done it yeah and I was six and I remember that moment because oh. shame is the most powerful human emotion I remember the shame wow. I felt in that moment and I was just like fuck you and I just, and I hate swimming. Oh, I've just got full feeling yeah, about it. I hate what swimming. What a horrible thing to have happened. Yeah, it was terrible. So, Misha's an incredible swimming teacher, but as often occurs when it's a parent and a child, the dynamic's just very slightly different. And kids often have so much inbuilt resistance to swimming. They're like, I mean, I assume they're in some ways kind of genetically coded to avoid wanting to put their head in the water because their body sort of knows that if you do that, you, you drown. <laughs> Obviously in the modern world, especially if like me, you live, right next to a lake, you've got to get your kids over that and get them to learn to swim. And Mish was having a lot of trouble despite the fact that she's the best swimming teacher that I've ever met. And so she booked the kids not into a swimming school, but into a swimming survival school. So this school, the induction is like a deliberate attempt to shock you out of wanting to bring your kid. They make it very, very clear that it's not about the kid <laughs> having fun and it is absolutely not about you, the parent, being comfortable. It's about your kid getting from where they are to drown not drown proof, but like capable, capable of surviving, capable of saving themselves in the shortest possible period of time. And like, to be clear, to test out of this program, a three-year-old has to be out of th thrown, somersaulting into the middle of a pool, fully clothed and get out. Right. <laughs> so it's pretty hardcore. And both of my kids absolutely hated it. <laughs> like I am talking now. <laughs> <laughs> on the rev limited, no, 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 tears and everything. And uh, fortunately, I wasn't at the first lesson and it was Mish that had to take the bullet. But the first lesson, Dicky went through every stage of like rejection and denial that's possible. He starts by screaming, he goes to sobbing, he goes to pleading, please don't put me in the water. And all the while, this instructor, Andrew, he's amazing. Like the guy must have the emotional strength of an absolute fortress because his day job is or just- decades of experience. Yeah, but his day job is torturing children. <laughs> <laughs> and so this kid is just freaking out like legit freaking out and he's like okay and we're about to go in and then the kid can be mid squeal as he just <laughs> boom just dunks him again <laughs> and it's quite confronting it's probably good that you weren't there yeah well I, I went like a week into it and by then they'd kind of adapt like there's still occasionally tears or whatever when they progress to a new level of difficulty but for the most part they're resigned to their fate anyway the point is Andrew does this incredible service to my children by doing exactly what they don't want him to do. Like he shows up in their world and with the best of intentions, just takes the hit for putting them through an experience that they actively and vociferously don't want. <laughs> and presumably without any shame. Yeah, no, he just goes for it. <laughs> 
<laughs> so there's no laughing at the kid or like what's his manner like with the kid? He's actually incredible. So he's like incredibly supportive and super encouraging and utterly firm. Like he is absolutely inflexible about what they're going to do next but soft and warm in every way emotionally. Like, so there's zero flexibility around the activity that we're gonna do. And he's just incredibly open and warm and calm and caring and loving in terms of how he treats them along the way. Like he really balances the two sides of it. There's no wonder the dude, like it's expensive um, and there's no wonder that he can charge it because it has an amazing effect. And so, yeah, Deaky's gone from being not terrified of the water, but the kind of kid who would walk in until they were up waist deep and then be like, eh, I'm done. And now you can throw him in a swimming pool and he will swim to the edge, get himself up onto the edge and crawl around to the side and climb out. And that's been like two and a half or three weeks or something. Right. And what Andrew does is something that adults almost never submit themselves to. So Deaky has gone through the most incredible period of growth because... Slash torture. (laughs) Slash torture because, like, it wasn't his choice, but he essentially submitted to going through a painful and difficult experience that would leave him stronger and better and more capable on the far side of it. And had no agency about that, which is why adults don't do it, because most adults have agency. Exactly. And it's interesting to wonder, like, if you were my parent, what is the experience that you would encourage me into now that I have resistance to that would actually leave me much stronger and better on the far side of it? Like if you could pick anything to transform your life right now, I almost guarantee it's the thing you've resisted for 10 years. Oh, totally. Well, that's like the reason it's salient is because you probably know you should be doing it. Yeah. You aspire to having something that you're not good at, but the process of having to push through and become good at it is torture because you don't like it and you probably shit at it. Yeah. And you spent decades building up an alternative. <laughs> yeah. Meditation retreats have become a big thing recently, right? There's absolutely nothing about sitting and ostensibly <laughs> doing nothing that you should need coaching or guidance around. <laughs> the reason you go on a retreat is because you paid someone... To make you do it. ...to throw you in the water over and over again despite your protestations. Yeah, you're like, you're a... five days in and you're like, this is the shittest <laughs> thing I've ever done. Mate, go sit on a mountain. <laughs> do it again. <laughs> You and I both run training, we do courses for people, and what people are buying isn't necessarily the skill set. If you were to give it a ratio, I'd say a third of it is the skill set, two thirds of it is the accountability and the submitting of the agency to you. Yeah, totally. And they're basically saying, shame me if I don't. If we bring it back to your analogy of what it's like as a kid, being laughed out of the pool, that's kind of what people are doing, isn't it? They're saying... I would rather do the thing than feel shame. And if I pay someone and I tell a group of people I'm gonna do it, I will feel shame if I don't do it. And I know I hate shame. Oh yeah, so, so they're I'm gonna paying... avoid that yeah, because yeah. instead You're paying to flip the valency of where shame's gonna be experienced. Exactly right. Yeah. And so shame is the worst feeling ever. Yeah. So I'm gonna pay you to shame me if I don't do the thing. <laughs> And it comes back to my philosophy, which I'd never thought about at all until I became a parent, which is essentially that my role as a parent, and then I realise on reflection, my role as the custodian of myself, in a sense, is not to maximise my happiness or well-being on any given moment. So I'm not trying to push the curve to the highest point that I can right now, that what you're actually trying to do is push the curve to include the greatest area under the curve as possible over the course of your entire life. So Deaky's area under the curve would be pretty low if he drowned next week. And so I'm willing to dip his happiness levels to (laughs) really plumbing the depths 
in short bursts so that he can live a long and happy life surrounded by water and enjoy the water the way his mum does rather than the way his dad doesn't, right? <laughs> and equally, there are times where I'm capable of pushing myself through something. So, for example, when I wanted to play World Championships in Ultimate Frisbee, I just ran a freaking long way nearly every day. Like, I ran 10 kilometres nearly every day, basically as fast as I could didn't really feel good at the time like I wasn't maximizing my happiness in the moment where I was on kilometer eight nine and ten but it made my life substantially better in the long term and was an investment well worth making and anyone who's signing up to a course or trying to learn something is that's the equation more or less and you would hope that most training isn't painful yeah or like signing up to an art class or whatever it is like you, you're basically saying help me do the thing I want to do give me yeah. an external motivator and I reckon if you put it all on a spectrum of stuff I can do really easily without any encouragement or help, like I have no shame or any other negative emotion attached to it, all the way out to the stuff that would be most beneficial to me but which I have the most resistance, I reckon people buy courses for this stuff. <laughs> it's right in the middle. Right in the middle. You're just like, oh, yeah, I can, as in like things that we can we can get out. Like if you put Dickie in charge of what courses he'd, be allowed, he'd want to do, it'd be teach him to throw a ball slightly further or build Lego towers slightly yeah, yeah, higher. It yeah. wouldn't be... Dunk me in a pool to the point where I hate my life and I'm going to go through six phases of bleeding. And <laughs> Exactly. But if he, if he wants to maximise the area under the curve of happiness in his life, then that's the experience he's got to go through now in order to enable that. And I reckon most adults are utterly resisting everything beyond about a third of the way across that spectrum. Fair. 